If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope your week has treated you well. Today we are kicking off a new series as a spin-off from our weekly coffee chat episodes, but we're adding a little spice in with a shared time of reflection for the year 2022. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea and let's chat. Starting with today's rose, bud, and thorn. My rose today is we had an amazing trip to Chicago. I honestly, I always say I love traveling alone and that's 100% true. I absolutely do. It's the greatest joy of my life. But I don't know, traveling with my family, like my son and my husband may be just as good. You know, like I I don't think that they're in comparison to one another, but just traveling with them, especially to the city. I used to live in Chicago. I fell in love with it back when I was in college. And I just think it's such a cool city. And my best friends live there. I visit there at least four times a year to see them. And I usually go alone. So getting to take them and just watch them be in the city that I love so much with these people that I love so much, experiencing things that I've experienced in my like younger formative years. It's just something really special about it. And yeah, that was good stuff. (laughs) My thorn is friends, I am tired. I honestly like got home yesterday and I'm like, how am I jumping straight back into work already? Like, I don't know how that's real, (laughs) but it is. And you know, it's working. I'm fine, but I'm tired. I really was thinking about it and I was like, okay, Bali, Nashville, Ohio, Chicago, like all of that. Boom, boom, boom. I am ready to be home. Um, We have a good solid month at home as of right now. And I'm very much looking forward to that. My bud is that today we are finally decorating for Christmas. Um, we have a really fun tradition for that as well in our house. We, I get us all like pajamas. We get new slippers. We, I'm baking cookies. We're making hot cocoa. We're going to listen to Christmas music and just have a lovely little time decorating. And I'm, I am really excited about it. Okay. So here is how this new series is going to go. Since we're doing mostly replays in the month of December, just kind of going back, doing our highlights, kind of re-sharing some of my favorite episodes, every Monday will be a new episode and it's going to go like this. I will still share with you what I'm reading, watching, a small joy, what's going on in my life, but also at the end, I want to cover a different area of reflection every week. So I'm going to share with what I'm reflecting on. And my hope is that it will serve as an invitation for you to reflect as well. So if you do the journaling prompts, if you reflect on these things as well, please tag me on Instagram and let me know. I want to see, I want to, I want to be a part of it with you if you, if you're willing to join me on that. Okay. So let's get into life and work updates. I'm going to join them together. So this week we are just kind of recouping from travel, decorating for the holidays. I'm getting ready for my husband's birthday next week. 
I think we're keeping birthdays pretty simple this year, but I'm really excited for his present. I know I got him the right thing and I'm looking forward to giving him it. And we're gonna have dinner with some of our favorite friends. It's just gonna be so nice and so chill. Now, other updates, <laughs> our kiddo had his first big like loss this week. And this loss is maybe a big word, but I just feel so much empathy for him. Um, he left his Nintendo Switch on the airplane. This has been a really odd experience to go through. I think one, it's heartbreaking because like that's, it's expensive. Um, so that's, you know, it's stressful in that way. But more than that, I just feel so bad for him because this is something that he loves, that he spends time with, you know, he plays it every day. He like looks forward to like having that time on the weekends to just chill out and play a Switch. It's just like one of his favorite things ever. He has whole worlds like built into the these games, you know? Um, and it's games that he's collected over, you know, three years now of having it. Like, even if we were able to just replace the Switch, which I don't know that we, well, we'll get into that. But even if we were able to just replace the Switch, it's all the games on it and all the progress on the games, like the, all of that's lost. Here's the weird thing that has happened. <laughs> I I grew up really poor, right? So one, if I had something like this, I would treat it like it was gold. It wouldn't, I couldn't imagine. I never got on an airplane as a child, right? Like I didn't fly until I was like almost out of college for the first time. And so I couldn't have been in the situation he's in. Now, I do know that my mom would have been very empathetic, but there's no chance she could have replaced it. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't an option. While my husband, he grew up in like a middle-class family. They, you know, suburbs of Atlanta, two-story house, two-car garage, like a nice life, <laughs> you know? And, but I know that like his parents would have given him a really hard time, made him feel shame for having forgotten it, you know, given, made him feel like he was a failure, um, probably not replaced it. You know, he would have had to maybe earn it back. And there's a lot of like built up shame from, from that experience. So all of that to say, both of us are just like heartbroken for him, right? But his response was immediately like, I am so sorry, you guys. Like this, I know this is really expensive. I feel so bad. I know this is like, you guys bought this thing for me and I just lost it. Like he was completely like remorseful toward us. And here's the weirdest thing is like, he hasn't cried yet. Like it's been days and his first response was, was I'm sorry to us, which we were like, listen, to me that is, I was like, to me that is money that I've already spent. I feel like you're the one who's has a loss right now. Like you're the one who's experiencing a loss and you don't need to make me feel good. Like I'm fine. Um, but his next thought like later, you know, he was like talking about like, well, someone stole it. That's really disturbing. That's really upsetting. And he was like, but at the end, of, he was like, but honestly, like it's on me. Like I left it. I lost it. Like he's just taking full responsibility for it and hasn't cried. And I don't understand because as a kid, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
I don't know if I could do that as an adult. Like if I had like left my iPad on the plane, I'd be so sad. And I'm worried that he's not really feeling his feelings or maybe he thinks he's going to get a replacement and so he's not super stressed. I don't know, but I I don't know how to handle it because the the empathy in me wants to just buy him a new one, right? Which I wasn't planning on spending that much money on Christmas total, but also his like Christmas and his birthday are back to back. So it's not like like best case scenario would be to not immediately just buy him a new one because I think there's something I feels wrong about that. Like I, it, something feels off to me about that. Like it just intuitively of just like, okay, we are just immediately replacing this kind of expensive thing. It just feels like that's not the move. But at the same time, I don't want to arbitrarily just kind of punish him or like make him go without because I want him to like learn a lesson. <laughs> Like something about that also feels off. So I think in my dream of dreams, right, his birthday would be in like J April or something. And we could do Christmas, like no, not getting a new switch. And then in like April, get him a new one. But since that's not an option, we're just toying with like, what's the right thing to do? And we really are just kind of in this stuck space trying to figure it out. And we don't know what that is. <laughs> I think one of the options we've thought of is like, he gets us an allowance, but it's like $10 a week. And it's if he does his chores, which like sometimes he doesn't and sometimes he does. And it's kind of, we don't remind him, it's like on him. Um, so if he did all of his chores, we have him 50-50, we have him every other week. So it would be like maybe by the end of next year, he'd be able to buy a replacement, which is a long time, you know? So we thought like, what if we do like a match? Like, okay, we, we for every $10 you earn, we'll put in 20 or something like that so that he can just kind of speed the process up or maybe do like an escalate, like an, okay, this is how you could earn it back in three months kind of plan. But we're just not sold. We don't have, we're both like, let's talk to our therapist about it. <laughs> we're just taking it so seriously because for us, this would have been a big deal, right? Like in my life, like the loss of something that's irreplaceable would have been a really big deal in my childhood. And for my husband, this would have been like a really big opportunity for shame. And we just want to be so careful in how we approach this. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So that's where we're at. If you have ideas, I am an open, I am open <laughs> for feedback at this point. Um, other things, other updates going on over here. I'm toying with the idea of going back to school for my master's. Um, this isn't something that I would have ever thought I'd do, but the idea kind of came up this week. My husband was so supportive. Like it was almost like he already thought that was going to happen. You know, it was just kind of like, this is inevitable. This is what I think you're going to do eventually. And he was just like on board, so excited. Let's do it. So I'm considering it. That's on the table. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm also considering offering a spring cohort early in 2023. So 
maybe a six-week group program on the Enneagram, specifically around the business, you know, business in the Enneagram. So if you are a coach or a therapist and you're wanting to use the Enneagram in your work, um, if you're wanting to have a healthy relationship to work, that sort of thing. But I want to learn from you. So if that interests you, could you please DM me? at Sarah Jane Case on Instagram. I'm trying to gather information for how I can make it a good program that actually supports you and your feedback will make that totally possible for me. Okay, so let's get into reading, watching, small joy. What I'm reading this week, I just finished the book Faithful Place. Um, and listen, I'm gonna be honest, it was not my favorite book. And I loved, it's from, I believe it's a Tana French book. Um, I've read other books of hers. I loved those books. This one just didn't do it for me. It was kind of a corrupt cop storyline and it never redeemed itself. Like I didn't empathize with the main character. The plot line was kind of boring for me and it didn't, I guess, to the, who the person was at the very beginning of the book. So it was kind of like not, it just wasn't it for me. I don't know. It, I gave it a two out of five, which is very rare for me. I tend to like lean on the positive. But I really did love the last book I read of hers. So I, I was kind of surprised to not like this one. And I hate giving a bad review, but that's the truth of where I'm at. The book I'm reading right now is The Paris Apartment. And I'm not finished with it, but I'm loving it. It's so fun already. Um, and I'm not really watching anything, honestly. I, haven't, I can't remember the last time I just sat down and watched TV. Um, I'm actually really wanting to watch a lot of holiday movies right now, but I haven't started yet. And it's Vlogmas season on YouTube, and I'm so excited for that. I love vlogs. I love watching vlogs. I love making vlogs. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to that as well. I'm not going to do Vlogmas this year because I did Vlogtober, but I do think I'm going to try and pop some extra vlogs in there. Normally I vlog once a week, but I'm thinking maybe I'll vlog twice a week through the month of December, kind of do holiday themed stuff. We'll find that out, but um, that's kind of the intention as of right now. My small joy from this week was eavesdropping at the coffee shop this morning. Um, I was just like watching the baristas having like conversations. And at one point I even got caught. Like I was just, I'm not a good eavesdropper. I just straight up stare at you <laughs> and I nod along. <laughs> like, I like literally interact as if I'm in the conversation and it's embarrassing and I got caught and they weren't, I didn't feel embarrassed. Like they were like, oh, you're, you're right there with us, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, yes. But, um, one of the things that happened is that a, a woman walked out and the barista goes, I love you <laughs> following the door. And I think it's like a thing they do because they were talking about it to each other. Like when people walk out that they like. Um, but I loved catching that little moment. Now, in terms of what's coming up on the podcast this week, we're going back through the series on harmony groups with an introduction to what they are, as well as unsolicited advice for each grouping. So that's going to be what's up for the rest of this week. Now, in terms of today's reflection, I have three questions for us to go through and I'll pose the question and then I'll give you my answer and then y'all can pause and journal along or just keep these in your pocket for when you have time to sit down and think about it later. So question number one, when I think back on this past year, what am I proud of myself for? Number one for me is releasing the Enneagram letters. I really love that book. I loved getting to write 
an Enneagram book in such an innovative way, in such a creative process. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel really proud of that. The second is the street team. We did a book club for people who were joining the street team and that group just meant so much to me. It was so much fun. Um, number three has been, I've been writing a lot, even when I'm not hitting publish on it. This is something that I really wanted to do more of this year and I really want to do more of next year, which is writing even if I'm not going to share it because so much of what I do is, you know, gives me immediate feedback. I write, I get feedback. I I write, I share, I get feedback, right? And, um, or I'm writing for a book or I'm writing for a blog or I'm writing for the podcast, I'm writing for Instagram. And there's not a lot of time for me to just write what I want to write when I want to write it. And so I've been just doing five minutes every day of writing before I ever start my work day outside of my journaling practice. Um, just kind of more, much more structured writing. And it's been a joy. Um, yeah, and I think in general this year has been a great year of just sticking with things, you know, podcasting five days a week, posting on Instagram regularly, um, posting on YouTube regularly, staying consistent with what I'm doing, uh, you know, staying consistent with book launch, staying consistent in every area as much as I can. And I feel really proud of that. I'm proud of going to therapy and doing really good work in therapy. I'm proud of trying new things without changing my whole life in response to that. I think oftentimes I would get a, a new interest or a new hobby, and then I would just make it my entire career or make it my entire life. And right now I'm just playing with stuff and not changing my life in order to do that. Yeah, I'm proud of consistently podcasting five days a week. That's an insane thing to do. And it's something that I've just been so consistent about. I'm really proud of that. And I'm proud of Vlogtober, vlogging every day for the month of October. That was a lot of work, but also really fun. And I'm proud of my trip to Bali, going to Bali by myself, even though, you know, I was meant to go with a group and that didn't work out and still going and having the time that I was meant to have. I'm proud of that. Now, question number two, what surprised me from this past year? And the number one thing that surprised me this year was not having any major life altering realizations. I think I'm someone who just is like constantly reflecting and learning and experiencing. And when you're like experiencing, reflecting on that experience, learning new things, growing, it, it often leads to lots of major life realizations and big dramatic shifts and big things changing. But I didn't really do that this year. This year, I kind of just was much more steady. I was really seeking security, seeking some sort of like stability, which I have a long way to go on that, at like being good at that. But I do think that like the shifts have been much smaller for me than these big giant realizations. And with that being said, the other thing that surprised me from this year is just craving a simpler life. Um, I've been described as cozy like two times this year, <laughs> which is really surprising to me. And I think it's because I've never really been a homebody. Like I've always been someone who woke up, left my house, came home right in time to go to bed, did it over again. You know, I've always had like a lot going on. Um, lots of social engagements, lots of different kinds of work. And I've simplified my life so much to this point where I'm really enjoying just being at home, keeping things really simple. I'm just enjoying being home, keeping things really simple, not pushing myself past my limits. Um, yeah. And enjoying my simple life and being cozy. 
Um, I think a lot of that came from 2020, you know, staying home for that year built that muscle for me big time. Like I'm wanting to get my coffee at home more than I want to go out. I'm wanting to cook at home more than I'm wanting to go out. These are things that like built up in 2020, but I'm really feeling the lasting effects of that because I thought for sure as soon as this year's over, I'm going to just be like right back to my same old stuff. And I did get back to traveling as much, if not more than I was before, but I'm definitely home more when I'm home. All right, question number three, what was the smartest decision you made in 2022? For me, that was to simplify my life and really trust the process. Y'all, at the beginning of 2022, the end of 2021, I was still spread so thin, doing so much, trying to just hustle, hustle, hustle to make like my lifestyle work to like make pay, you know, to be able to like afford my life and like afford to run this business. And through a lot of therapy, I was just like, you know what? We need to simplify. I need to cut things out. And even if it's scary, I need to eliminate some of the things that I'm doing right now and some of the obligations that I have so that I can live a simpler life. And it is been great. Like there have been months that are harder than others, you know, but overall it has been so smart and so life-giving and really shown me the power of trust and of trusting the process and trusting that my consistency will pay off. So those are my three. As a reminder, the three questions to reflect on this week are, when you think back on this past year, what are you proud of yourself for? What surprised you from this past year? And what was the smartest decision you made in 2022? All right, friends, I hope this was a fun catch up for you. I am excited to keep reflecting with you this month. Every single Monday, come hang out with me and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.